Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Recording in progress. I'm going to let you guys in here, and I'm already recording because I'm just going to go. We got to just, we got to just fire it up on this one. I mean, how do you even? Let's just, yo, yo. Yo, hey. What up? I'm already recording because, you know, I we just got to like dive Why in not? on it, I think, because like, let's just, let's just get it over with. Let's just talk about. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, there, we don't need to plan anything or whatever. Like, we all saw what happened, you know? I'm talking... It really of, wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about um, my antics after drinking uh, too many Heritage Distilling Company peach bourbon. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the game, of course, but let me just go ahead and crack one because we're going to need to crack a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Peach bourbon? Lofa wasn't listen, not that it, not that I didn't ever trust my man before. I'm just saying he yeah. was not making it up. Wow, is that good? They they went down so smooth I had three that day. <laughs> I oh. had to save one for the next episode. So my son and daughter, I have a boy and a girl. Uh the boy is almost eight. He's days from being eight, and she is basically five and a half. And they, Whoa. when they drink a soda, they go, oh, it's too sparkly. They say sparkly, which I just think is cute. <laughs> um, this is not too sparkly. It is a little sparkly, but then the sparkles quickly go away, mm. and it's smooth, like Lofa is mm. saying. It, apropos description, my friend. Delicious, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Heritage Distilling Company, everybody. This is the ready-to-enjoy craft cocktail in a can. You just crack it open. You can drink it straight from the can or pour it over ice. The peachy bourbon goes down nice. I like that. I'm excited for the rest of it. I got the I got the gin jam fizz on standby, Lofa. <laughs> That's a good one. In case What's we the, start um... talking about rush, def- rush defense. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know we'll get Which into. You, so You're going you're gonna to need one for that? I'm going to need it. <laughs> What's the other one? There's lemon peasy. Oh yeah, the lemon squeeze, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Blood orange. The blood orange. That's my favorite. That's your jam. Yeah, you like that one. Mm. Well, you guys can pick up Heritage Distilling, uh, and in the grocery stores or at fine liquor stores up there in the in the PNW. This has been the Heritage Distilling Company cold open. Are you ready to officially start the episode, uh, Lofa? Let's do it, partner. Let's do it. <laughs> Take 12 if you want the run uncut. Unapologetic from the jump. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. It's the Take 12 Podcast. I'm Brett. He's Lofa. Thanks for joining the show. Producer Katie sitting in and laughing as usual. (laughs) Shout out to our sponsors. Uh, We are coming to you live from the 
Wiener Schnitzel Digital Studios. Two locations in Western Washington. Check them out in Everett or Fife. Go on in today. Go through the drive-thru if you want. Get a chili dog. Uh, it, actually, you know what? It's tamale season. Mm. It is tamale season at Wiener Schnitzel. They're not just known for hot dogs and ice cream and hamburgers and delicious chili sauce, but they're also, this time of year, especially known for tamales. So go on in and check them out. Also, the first annual Wieners and Toys Drive is currently happening at both Wiener Schnitzel locations. So when you go in to get the ice cream or the treats, or the root beer floats or the corn dogs, also take an unwrapped gift or two and donate it right there in the store. They'll have like a barrel or a box. And then we'll take all those donations and donate them to Treehouse, which is uh, an organization up in Seattle that works with foster kids and foster families and does a lot of great things uh, directly in the community in Western Washington up there. So uh, help out with that. And we appreciate Wiener Schnitzel. Lofa, our Seahawks, uh, they played on Thursday. So it was a while ago now. Um, thankfully I, 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 you know, I, I had a more relaxing weekend <laughs> since yeah. they had already, uh, you know, since this, this, since their business was already dealt with and the Niners, they came up here into town and they dealt with us and it, they, 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 it, it, it just, I mean, did that game even happen? <laughs> it's like, it just was kind of a real wet fart or something it just was so real <laughs> just just like a, you know it was just a letdown man it was just like a ugh. I don't know I'm disappointed man I, I thought we'd bring a little bit more in that one and it was just kind of some ugly football I mean how'd you find you were in the building weren't you I was yeah I was all over that place uh-huh yep me Iceman KJ Cam Chancellor Ooh. Brock Coyle oh, everybody so Wow. Everybody, we were all over that place. Uh, and so were the Seahawks. They were all over the place, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, to lose that game and the division, you know, I think that was the, the, the toughest part to deal with, knowing that like somebody else has clinched the division on your home field. Mm-hmm. That is just disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, mate, I always like to look at the positives because there's still a lot of ball to be played left we still have a say in going to the playoffs. We're not out of it. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody, every Seahawks fan kind of feels like, oh, it's over. We're done. No, we got three more fucking games, man. Like, calm down. Because <laughs> what? Oh, what? You want to say something? No, no, like- no. Key, I'm going to let you finish your point. And then I'll tell you from a Seahawks fan perspective why it's over. Okay. <laughs> well, all I'm looking at is as ugly as that game was, uh, lost the turnover battle, only one, but the timing of it was not awesome, which led to points right before the half. Yeah, uh, We'll get into the details, as you like to do later. But um, every other team that's played San Fran over their seven-game winning streak has lost by two or three scores or more. Mm-hmm. Other than, I think, the Chargers a month and a half, like at the beginning of the streak, right? So it, this is a team that's going to be in the playoffs. Obviously, they clinched the division. They're going, but... You know, we hung tough with them while we weren't playing our best ball. And that's, you know, what I'd be saying as a coach to my players. Like, look, we we helped them out in their clinching of the division. But, I mean, nobody else has even played a close game. They beat the hell out of Miami. They beat the hell out of the Cardinals. They beat, I mean, but like 
17, 16 on, on a couple of different teams. And so, you know, I, I still have hope, my friend. Uh, yeah, but are we okay? But come on now. All right. Uh, are you saying there's a chance we, we're going to we're we won <laughs> for losing here? Like my dad used to walk around and go like you can't win for losing and you can't win for losing here. Like they, there's, there's no moral victories in this take 12 locker that, room, is there? That is true. No moral victories. Okay. But I just look back at it and I didn't even go back and watch the film because I couldn't. Right. It was just, <laughs> just ugly. Yeah. You know, like it was ugly. Right. And so but what I take from it is, you know, there was a lot of good that we did in there. And, you know, well, I, I sent still, you the, I still believe in this team. <laughs> I sent you the Dumb and Dumber gift because yeah. I, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, you're right. They're not out of it. But man, they got to get it together here. I think. From a fan perspective, the reason people are feeling so sort of uh, down in the dumps is just because of the way that they've sort of been losing these games. I mean, San Francisco is a team that's really good and we thought would obviously give us a really tough game. But then you you flip some channels, especially this weekend, you watch in Carolina, just, you know, like... (laughs) <laughs> Dude, how did we not win that game? Then then the Raiders, which I know the Raiders ended up beating the Patriots, and that was an insane play, oh, which wow. I should actually get your thoughts on. I mean, that's that was wild. But it's just another winnable game that they could have won. I mean, and then the the way that it went down against the Niners, like they're scoring on broken, you know, defensive, like just ugly football. Just mm. not football that we're used to seeing the Seahawks play, especially with Pete Carroll, and especially in a Thursday primetime at home division game, like you said, them wrapping up the division on our home turf. And by the way, for my liking and your liking, I'm sure I know, and and for, for Seahawks fans liking, with far too many Niner fans in the building in oh, Seattle, yeah. what the hell is going on up there? I mean, there was red everywhere. And you, like, you didn't know who, if you weren't watching the game, if you were walking in the halls. You literally didn't know who made a play because it was equally as loud when they made a play. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Listen, we're we're all for you guys selling your seats at epicseats.com using the promo code TAKE12. Get an extra $12 uh, per ticket. But not if it's Niner fans. Come on. How do we make sure we don't sell our tickets to the opposing fans? Or just, I mean, hang on to them or give them to your buddy or something like that, like people used to do, who are Seahawks fans. Maybe you know somebody who's got a kid who's never been to a game or something like that. Just hand them over instead of selling them. That was really disappointing on TV, especially to see the lower bowl just so full of red. Ugh. We do that to other people. Let's not let them do that to us, guys. Come on now. Uh, The game, though, a little more specifically, Lofa, and I texted you this also because it's not just the Seahawks, man. Like, we just talked about that Patriots game and stuff. That Just ugly, ugly football in general. In the Seahawks game, Niners game, there was three flags on one play. (laughs) You weren't watching TV, but on TV they were like, they they asked... uh, who was the? You know how they have the the ex uh, referee on there now f- for whatever broadcast Mike it is. It was it wasn't Mike Pereira though. It was just one of the was other it ones Dean on Blandino. Maybe uh, nah, I don't know. Was it, it Terry McCauley? It might have been Terry. <laughs> it, I'm not sure. But they said, "Have you ever have you ever thrown three individual flags on a play before?" I mean, there's some ugly, ugly football. It, what's going on out there? 
Yeah, and if a, if a ref, uh, usually if a guy goes out of bounds, you have to lose the hat. But if they, he has to throw two flags on one time, I think he throws the hat as like the next <laughs> article of clothing. They're like, throwing everything out there, man. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Yeah, you take a look around, not just in you know in the Seahawks game in the stadium, but yeah, all these games, uh, the Cowboys, yeah, letting blowing a lead and letting the Jaguars come back in and win it in overtime. Totally. Um, what else? The Chiefs in a nail biter with a team that has one win. Right? Yeah, I, I yeah. Think, I think. How about the Vikings? Win. The Vikings coming back and scoring. <laughs> Kirk oh Cousins. All God. he needs is all he needs is one half. It, that, oh, and I'm playing him in one of my fantasy leagues, and <laughs> and the dude went off for 50 points, and he had five or six points with like five minutes left in the third quarter. I was like, oh, I'm gonna win, and now it's coming down to tonight. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Well, uh, well, well, listen, every generation goes, oh, this new generation and this and that. And you can be the like old farts and curmudgeons and stuff. And I've heard the old guys complain about the 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 product on the field and stuff like that. But it it is kind of ugly this year. And if you look around in, in, at records and stuff, you got just like five and six teams playing five and six teams and eight and five oh. teams you know i mean like ever, the records are mediocre the play seems mediocre the division i don't know that man swept us the division that swept us I yeah think their best team is 500 what's <laughs> because, going on out there Do because you, because the bucks blew a 17 nothing lead huh. and like like you're like you're alluding to and saying and uh and then there was one other game oh the play that we should talk about <laughs> what were you thinking when the patriots who came all the way back yeah. the, the, the raiders almost blew their fourth double-digit lead of the season, fourth or fifth. I don't know. It's up there. It's ridiculous. It's got to be some kind of record. But what were you thinking when he saw that last play? (laughs) So, okay, I I, I was sitting in my garage, and I was watching kind of the scores on my phone. I was out there, like, doing a little thing for Christmas time. I'm doing some homemade gifts this year. That's right, everybody. A couple of homemade gifts to go along with the other ones. And – um. So I just, I saw the score and it said like three seconds left or something. So I was like, okay, that one's going to overtime. And I was actually thinking, wow, a lot of these games are in overtime. I think there was three or four overtime games, right? Um, So I thought, wow, a lot of these games are going to overtime. Then just, I you know, check a couple seconds later, it says, oh, the the Raiders had won. So I, I get, so I jumped online and watched the clip and just, I mean... Lofa, I mean, what in the name of football is going on out there? Like, is it coaching? Is it the, is it the kids coming in from college or just sort of more? Is it the no pads in practice? Is it no more two-a-days? Is it the new collective bargaining agreement? Like, what is happening? I mean, I think it could be a combination of all of it. But, like, two games in particular I want to point out as you talk about just questionable, I'd say play calling. So mm. let's talk about these stats, the Patriots, right, who were running the ball at will all game decided to drop back with Mac Jones 31 times for 13 completions, no touchdowns, 112 yards. Uh, the good thing is he didn't, didn't turn the ball over. Right. But Ramondre Stevenson, the running back 19 for 172. And I mean, he got probably 25 or 30 on that last one. Right. Last yeah. Play, yeah. Which, which he lateral, he pitched away before going into <laughs> which would have been overtime, but he's averaging nine one. Why has he only got 19 carries? Pierre Strong averaging 6.2. Why has he only got four carries? Even Harris, 3.8. Like four, you celebrating four yards or more. That's right there. Why is he only getting five? So that coupled with the Titans, who have Derrick Henry in a one-score game, they're actually tied going into the fourth. Mm-hmm. And 
And poor Ryan Tannehill is just getting killed yeah. every time he drops back. Destroyed. 15 of 22, 165, and an interception. No touchdowns. But why isn't why is Derek Henry only getting 21 carries? And I, I just don't get five yards a carry, 104 yards, and a touchdown. The one time they did just go right down the field, I think he had four or five carries for like 50-something yards touchdown. It's, and it's just – yeah, is, is it analytics? Should we blame Bezos? I, I, is it like I, AWS I, and Amazon and like <laughs> these teams hiring these like stat geeks to sit up in the booth and put on a headset now and tell the head coach oh. like, we should really be throwing in because three to one, thirty three percent of the time I got Amazon Prime and you should throw it. <laughs> What's going on? I, I, I think there's some to that. But, yeah, you know, and like you're saying, me being an older player, old school, like back in the day, they ran, they would. Good coordinators would just run the same exact play in the same series until you stopped it more than once. Sure. Because you don't have time to get, unless you call a timeout, you go to the sideline and you look at the, you know, the video or, or the, we used to have screenshots, right? You can see like first play and then like three seconds into it, right? <laughs> like a Polaroid. Yeah. yeah. On paper. Yeah. Right. Was, all these books of paper. It was gross. But <laughs> Now they got the whole play. You can literally like it's it's so much easier now. But I think maybe maybe they are relying a little too much on the analytics and not the instinct that made them a great coach. You mm-hmm. know, so it's. Um, but it's, I, it's very. I, it could be a perfect when I look storm. At stats like that. Yeah. Well, it could be a perfect storm of a lot of things. I think um, you got. Uh, analytics definitely playing a big part in it. What about just like social media or video clips in general? Like, don't you want to be the coordinator who came up with that crazy, awesome, whatever? And like the, I mean, there is, I think something to be said for like players trying to be uh, a little flashier or a little highlight, more highlight reel when making a play and things like that. And sometimes can lead to some, you know, breakdown in fundamentals. And again, I, it it feels weird because I don't want to be the fundamental get off my lawn old guy. <laughs> like I know you don't either, but it is almost right there in front of our face. I feel like we're not like just making it up just to be old curmudgeons, you know? It's like it is just. I mean, I was flipping around, man, or or well, I had red zone on really, so they're flipping yeah. around for me. It's just kind of ugly, and and we, like you're saying, like weird decision making. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'll go to another game. Okay. The, guy, the Bucks, 17 nothing. Right. Um, Joe Burrow comes out in the second half just on fire in that offense. And, but you got Tom Brady, right? And even in the week before or two weeks ago when they played the Rams, they were the offense had no rhythm, nothing. So what do they do with three minutes left down to two scores? They go, Tom, you got it. No huddle. Right. Goes down and scores twice with like 40 seconds. He had time remaining. After that second touchdown, I know, and you were trolling me. You were texting me. You were like, "I told you he's the goat," and I was. We know how this movie ends. Yeah, we've seen this before. (laughs) It's not fun. (laughs) But uh, so then, you know, against these guys, they're they're sputtering again, and then finally, when they get to the fourth and they're running out of time, they go no huddle. He goes down, scores. It's like, why don't you just do that a little earlier in the game when the offense is not on in rhythm and you know making things happen hmm. i don't know yeah well a lot i don't i don't know if anyone has any answers for us hit us up seahawkspod at gmail.com or you can hit us up on all social media at take 12 pod back to the seahawks though since it's a seahawks show because man i mean it just was disappointing from a lot of different uh, areas run defense again uh just letting us down at inopportune times some uh, blown coverage that led to the the one Kittle touchdown for sure. Um, And that's what's frustrating about it is I think kind of what you were saying is you look up and you go, well, it's it's just a couple plays one way or the other. But uh, that's part of having a young team maybe, but maybe it's also part of what I was kind of alluding to with like, 
different practice schedules now. They do things a little differently. It's a different sort of model now, maybe. Is that is that something to do with it? Or, I mean, did they just... Because, you know, you clean some of those things up and a couple things go your way on offense. If Quandre catches that pick, you know, that's, the game goes the other was, way. It just felt... It was a weird one, man. That's, uh, that's what I was going to talk about was, you know, the momentum, right, shifting. Mm-hmm. Because we, we're right there. I think it's 7-3 at the time. You know, like, all right, we're going to go down score. Like, we're going to stop him here. The ball just uh, – one, we've seen Quandre pick a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy's amazing. And it's one he wants back. But, um, okay, so they punt. And then right after that comes the the forced fumble that was taken down back to, like, you know, into that, inside the red zone. And that was just brutal. Yeah. Um, that they were able to get a score right before the half. And now it's, you know, 14-3 instead of, uh, I don't know, 10-7 us yeah. uh, going in a half. But yeah. I, I really thought Shanahan had a good game plan, and I was surprised. He was he stuck with the run, which is, you know, something I've always said. I was like, I, don't, I just don't know why he puts the ball in the air, especially. guy He's on his third quarterback, a rookie quarterback, the last pick of the draft. And, you no, know, but I was impressed with Purdy. But I think the situations that Shanahan put him in, you know, made, made him look – even better than what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. The double screen pass. I was on the KJR with Holmgren last Friday. That was a surprise. Oh. And, uh, and I go, coach, does that look familiar? And he's like, I, you know, I was wondering if anybody knew, but he goes, we had that same exact play. Um, we fake left, fake right, turn around. And that's that middle, middle, uh, tight end up the middle. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I, just, I remember that play in practice. And then us, you know, just running it, but, it was really just – and then the third and two to finish the game, a uh, block scheme that we really haven't seen much out of them. They went down, 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 and it just cre- creates the perfect angle for everybody. So someone has to be a hero and knife through the gap and really cause disruption in order to, like, make that play. But, I mean, you're every, there's a hat for a hat, it's, and they got, like, a 30-yard run on a third and two. That was ultimately the game. Well, who's that supposed to be? Who's that hero supposed to be? I mean, when you got – Three monsters up front and the inside, one of them's got to get penetration, you know, in the A or B gap, the gap closest to the center and the guard, not the one on the backside that's pulling, but um, on the front side, you Uh know, and then other than that, you got to just as a linebacker, you got to, you got to sell out, man, we're going, I'm going through the first gap I see and taking somebody with me just to make the running back stutter his feet and somebody else can make the play. Like I might not make the play, but I'm going to cause havoc and and make him stutter his feet just enough for someone to come free and and, and make it and just i mean it it didn't happen yeah yeah um and and that's something they're going over in the film room for sure uh but so it's it's so in your mind they're kind of riding blocks then and just not really on that play in particular Mm -hmm. it was just kind of oh we're gonna fit up you know like i'm in my gap it's like no you gotta own your gap like run through that shit. Well, how about offensively flipping sides of the ball? Because, you know, Gino, the Gino show, again, I mean, 31 of 44 for 238 in a touchdown. I feel like he's, you know, he's doing what he needs to do. I mean, just it's sort of things not happening at the right time, sort of. I mean, how does this team go from these games where, like, because, you know, a couple broken plays and a couple more points. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's not like it's John Madden, like if you score more points, you win the game. But I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, you can't, you, you can't really complain too much with 31 of 44 for 238 and a touch. You know yeah. what I mean? So how do we, 
We how do we them take the these from half. these to wins? You know, it's just timing all, a little. We outplayed them in the second half. Yeah. Um, you know, I think again that that the turnover battle, which we've always talked about, how how crucial that is to a win or a loss. Um, it was a one score game, and we, you know, what ten? I'm looking at it now ten to seven. We outscored them in the second half. So literally, like you're saying, the one play. If we don't fumble that ball, and even if we don't score. We win that game. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> and, I know. Uh, I, well, that's why everyone's frustrated, right? It's because it's like, it's just, it's so close. It's right, right there. It's just right there. I mean, uh, so, you know, uh, speaking of which, though, uh, speaking of it being close, the playoffs are uh, mm-hmm. right around the corner. I mean, they got to win out, and they, they might even need a little bit of help. Um, I still think if they get in, they're obviously a dangerous team if they can run the ball and Kenneth Walker's coming back and all that. But, you know, <laughs> it's not well, going to be easy. With, with what Gino did, and this is, what, like, this is why he belongs in the MVP race. I'm serious. And everybody's – no one's taking me serious when I say this. This is the only quarterback I know because whenever I ask somebody, like, who your top five QBs are, every single one of them has an established run game with a guy in the top five or ten rushers except for Gino, mm. like other than Mahomes, you know, I think, I don't know if, if he has, you know, an established run game, which we'll get to that next episode, but um, mm-hmm. everybody else has a run game, hmm. you know? And so I just, what he's been doing in a season that everybody was throwing away before we started, I'm incredibly impressed with. Yeah. Well, they, they outscored uh, the Niners in the second half, 10 to seven and, yeah, to your point. It's just it's those early ones. I mean, can you win the game in the <laughs> first quarter? <laughs> you might not be able to win it, but you know, or or lose it, but you can help yourself hey, well, uh, towards at, one of those, your, that's for sure. Look at your boy Kirky Cousins. Yeah. He didn't care about the first that's quarter, true. second quarter. That's All true. Right? That's true. <laughs> he also has an established run game with Dalvin Cook. My boy Kirk Cousins. I don't know. I mean, Kirk Cousins is funny to me because he's like He's just the one that no one you don't really think about him first in your mind like ever or anything like that. But you look up sometimes and you're like, what did he just do? I know. I yeah. was watching it live too. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, and wow. as soon as they got to within like two scores, I was like, I think they're gonna do this. Like, <laughs> you know. And then they got you know we would talk about your favorite people, the officials. Um, they there was two clear. Should have been touchdowns for the Vikings, and both by the same guy. Poor kid, because then he got an unsportsmanlike conduct because he lost his shit. I would have too. I like, come on, man. Like, how are you going to rob us twice? Well, the officials are just. I mean, this season you want to talk about football and bad football and bad Wait. product and all that. The officials are just out of control. This one, the one in the Commanders game where the the was it McLaurin or whoever it was was asking, "Am I on sides or not?" They give him the thumbs oh. up and then throw the flag on him anyway. What the hell? Is going- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and then the last play, the guys just draped around him. Oh, and and the ball's like still like in the air, like five yards away. Well, the but- pass interference, uh, pass interference on both sides, offensive and defense. I've, I was having this conversation, maybe not this weekend, but a couple weekends ago with a friend, where I was saying. I think when I was a kid, pass interference was like not really called that often at all. It had to be pretty blatant. And you had to clothesline the guy. 
Yeah, and and it was it, because when it was called, it was like, whoa, they get the ball at the spot of the foul. Like, wow, this is gonna really change the game. Now they call on both ways, offensive and defensive. I mean, hello, D- DK Metcalf when it comes to OPI. Um, they call it both ways all the time, all game long. I mean, it's really and then but then like you said, they swallow their whistles if like the game's online because it's like, well, let's have a no call there. But the defense, yeah. the pass Did interference you, thing has gotten out of control. Okay, and one more gripe about the officials. Sure. What about the Patriots game? The guy's foot is clearly the game-winning touchdown or game yeah. tying, clearly out of bounds. It was the grainiest fucking film I've ever seen in my life. Like it was shot with the original iPhone. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, not, not even iPhone. It was like the Nextel yeah. 90i. Yeah. You know when they finally came out with the camera? You know, the chip chip? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the best angle we have with yeah. all the cameras that are in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. But the, okay. But at the same time, just because uh-huh. I have to be on record as saying this, because at the same time, I watched some World Cup. And they've got the computer-assisted uh, offsides and all that, and they can measure it down to like the inch whether the you know oh, wow. the person was uh, w- 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 the timing of offsides because it's all about when yes. the ball was kicked and everything. But they're like, I mean, they're showing their computer thing. They got the guy offsides by like an elbow hair, you know. And so yeah. it's it's this thing where it's like, are you getting it exactly perfectly correct? Maybe. But down to a half inch, are we? Because football, if they can do it in soccer, I'm thinking they could probably get it there eventually. With again, here comes Bezos and Amazon and all the technology <laughs> and all the stuff. But like, I, then it sort of takes away a little bit, also because then it's sort of like almost too perfect sometimes, where it sort of takes the fun out of it a little bit. So I don't know what the answer is ultimately for all that stuff. Because you would think, like you said, even with video, you can see the guy's foot. You think you get it right, and you still oh, don't get it right. So, I don't know. Outrageous. Outrageous, man. Outrageous. Uh, did anyone win the score prediction? Do we know? Prediction Katie didn't look. All right. Eh, forget it. Who cares? <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> score prediction challenge, everybody. Brought to you by Simply Seattle, our friends. Go to shop.simplyseattle.com. Use promo code TAKE12 for 12% off, um, and you guys can predict the score of the upcoming game with the Chiefs, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. Uh, anything else before we get out of here on this one? No. I think we can leave this one Let's, in the rear view. Like the last few games, man. Let's get on to the next one, but the next one is the Chiefs, and it's on the road. So uh, yeah. it's going to be a toughie. They had a tough time with the Texans, though, so there's oh, a silver yeah, lining. Yeah. yeah. I mean – them the cowboys had a tough one with the texans too so yeah i don't know maybe maybe they let their guard down well sometimes the most fun thing about the league is that you can't predict it at all so we'll have to see what happens they got to run the table though it's gonna be a rough road i mean let's not look ahead but if you want to i mean the jets they're a good team but they're banged up the Lions just went into their house and took it over yeah the Lions are playing good but um they have their quarterback situation. You know, that guy's got like a fractured rib. So who knows when he's going to be cleared to play. We might be seeing Zach Wilson, which, I mean, I watched him. He looked okay. Like that last drive, he looked good. But other than that, it was very erratic. Yeah. And, th- and then you get a home a home date with the uh, the Rams to finish it off. So I'm still optimistic, Brett. I like it. I like it. I like the positive outlook. Shout out to our sponsors, Heritage Distilling. 
helping your positive outlook every day. <laughs> mm. Well done, sir. <laughs> Whether you enjoy the uh, ready-to-enjoy craft cocktails in a can, or you throw a little cocoa bomb whiskey at the bottom of your coffee, it's all good. Check out Heritage Distilling Company. And then also Wiener Schnitzel. Two locations, Everett and Fife. Take in an unwrapped toy or two or three or four to any of their locations today and uh, donate those, and then we'll donate those to Treehouse. It's the first annual Wieners and Toys <laughs> at Wiener yeah. Schnitzel locations. Um, and then if you mention Take 12, you can get a free beverage with any other order while you're at Wiener Schnitzel, and you can grab a, uh, a root beer float or a corn dog or whatever else. Anything? Any other shout-outs? Um, yeah, shout-out to Dom. Wiener Schnitzel. Absolutely. We'll be dropping the toys off with me sometime this week. I got to get with him on that. Um, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. Seattle Cozy Connections. They uh, they had a fundraiser um, on, on Friday. It was a great time at Mill Creek Cove. A lot of people showed up and showed out. A lot of support. I think they raised like six or seven grand that wow. night. And, uh, yeah, they do a lot in the community. They have a, another gala or a party coming up on Friday where Martial Law Band, I think, is going to be throwing down. Oh, nice. So, Friends of the um, show. Yeah. So, Very yeah, cool. just a lot of great things happen nice. for the holidays. All right. Cool. Producer Katie, you got anything? Nope. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hands in the middle, everybody. Come on now, let's break it down. Uh, Lofa, big uh, big matchup with the Chiefs coming up. What are we doing? I'm just going with good vibes, like you said. Oh, okay. There's no reason to panic. Don't panic. Just good vi- good vibes on three. One, two, three. Good Good vibes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.